Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are you lads? Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, and Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. folks and it's a big how do from me to you you're listening to the mayo or back podcast season seven episode eight wherever you're listening right around the world or maybe even further afield we'd like to extend the hand of friendship to all the mayo or back diaspora and welcome you to another absolutely deranged podcast with myself tj at the helm joined by A man who needs no introduction at this stage, but I will introduce him as I always do. My good friend and comrade, Fat Larry. Fat Larry, it's a big how-do from me. And it's a very big how-do to you as well, TJ. I hope everybody is keeping well. It's always a pleasure coming on the airwaves here and recording podcasts for the absolutely cracked, deranged unwell inbred listenership that we have here at Mayo or back it's an even greater pleasure TJ doing it on a day like today as we bask in the glow of what was an absolute rimming that Mayo went and gave Kerry down in Fitzpatrick Stadium in Killarney last weekend an absolutely brilliant start to the sugar sweet 16s we definitely uh, said last week that Mayo were going to win we were very very confident and they delivered and it obviously TJ they must have been listening to us on the bus down the last day because so much of the advice that yourself and myself gave those players just seemed to be very very evident on the pitch last weekend we'll have to start with the podcast first Fat Larry it was a gorgeous and fabulous podcast it was I think you know sometimes we've been accused of mirroring this Mayo football team they're the ones who have to put the foot out first and then we come following afterwards but I think on this rare occasion to praise ourselves if you don't mind Fat Larry I'd like to praise myself and yourself here and say we came out we blew our rusty trumpets a new one last week we shook off the cobwebs and we showed them how it's done we really showed our stuff and Mm. what happened on Saturday didn't surprise me in the slightest to use your words Fat Larry it was a royal rimming down Mm. in the kingdom and it was delightful and I think a lot of the key points that myself and yourself spoke so eloquently about last week really came to fruition Mayo's use of the fist throughout was impeccable and furthermore the style on show on the day from the fans, you guys, the listeners, was absolutely wonderful. We were decked out in our shorts and our togs and our Mayo sombreros right from the get-go. I seen a few men in bucket hats and it warmed the cockles of my Mayo heart, I have to say. It really was one of those fabulous, fabulous games. It almost made me think that we should have actually gone to it, considering the fact that we were in Killarney at the time. Maybe, yeah. maybe we should have gone. One of these days, TJ, I will attend a Mayo match and the day that I do will be an absolutely wonderful occasion and all of the inbreds who go to the games week in, week out will definitely know um, that myself and yourself, TJ, are there. Such will be the absolute euphoric nature of our um, of our supporting of this Mayo team. Look, at last week we were on here, we questioned whether this Mayo team had the stuff, had the right stuff, you know, if they had the stuff upstairs, but more importantly, down below, if they had what it took to go down to the All-Ireland Champions in their back garden. 
and give them uh give them their best shot and we can clearly see TJ we're dealing with a very very fabulous group of players we've always mm-hmm. known that we've always we you know we've we've seen their stuff um we we know what they're all about but sometimes TJ it just doesn't come to fruition we don't see it uh, often enough we don't see it consistently enough but there's a great hope now around the whole Conti Mayo that this could be the year now that Mayo turn the tide and you know beating a team like Kerry to kick off this Sugar Sweet 16 um, championship can only have very very positive uh, effects and you know the manifestations to come from that as we as we build on into the championship are, are just they're just huge it's just unbelievable possibilities for us here now there was a lot of fisting, as you said, TJ, on show. I was particularly impressed by Mayo's use of the boot, you know, something that we don't often talk about here and wouldn't be, you know, something that myself and yourself would condone a lot. We don't like to see Mayo teams uh, kicking the ball directly, quick into the full forward line, getting lots of scores. We've always preferred Mayo to play with that, you know, lateral style, you know, that kind of uh, type of football that, you know, prompts you to say fuck off Matthew and phrases like that but you know when it, we saw that Stephen Cohen didn't start the game the last day all of a sudden you know inbreds like ourselves TJ you know fears that Mayo might go out and start playing with a lot more um, directiveness and positivity and that's what turned out to happen. Yes, the direct style of play led to an erect style throughout the crowd on the day. And it really was a very special equation for all fans, mentors and general well-wishers around the country. And one of those well-wishers has been in touch, Fat Larry, and they've sent in a little bit of fan content to the page, which we always love to get. And... Simply, all I can say is absolutely wow. I believe it's the perfect tune to get you kind of up for the the, the, the season the season ahead and just this Mayo team at large. And it echoes some of the sediments that we've tried to put out yeah. on this podcast down through the years. We received this uh, piece of uh, digital content last week, but we felt just with the negative uh, vibes that were coming in from the Mayo or back followers, we didn't think that Mayo supporters were indeed erect enough or, you know, I suppose if they weren't in the headspace, but this type of content is absolutely, I think it sums up the way Mayo supporters are feeling right now. We think back last week, there was a, a couple of Mayo supporters who texted in and said that they were feeling a little bit downbeat. They were feeling a little bit, you know, they were a little bit flat. Maybe, you know, the Roscommon loss had something to do with that as well. But I think this week, Mayo's curve and graph is definitely on the up. I know mine is very much up now at this stage. So this I think will prove just the tonic for Mayo inbreds and I think it's going to be a tune that they're going to be singing in the car on the walk down McHale Road when they're out doing all their jobs. I think they're going to be singing this one all summer long. All right, here we go. This is the king here from Ballahounas. Playing assembly final today. We're super well You know we are the best. This year, the windy all Ireland. Come on,
King! Yep, yep! 57 today! My own little pound back at home in the west of Ireland. There you have it folks, that was the wonderful piece of music that we were alluding to. It came in from a dear fan and a friend of the page, uh, Seamus Fitzparsons. Yeah, a a guy who by all accounts you would have to, you know, to to separate it, you know, to take Mayo football out of the equation, as you said TJ, you'd probably worry for him on a human level, but definitely in the context of what we're talking about here and the vibe around the county this week after Mayo's you know, massive, massive win at the weekend, you would have to say that this guy, unwell or not, has got his finger right on the pulse, I think. Not just on the pulse, Fat Larry, I might as well come out and say it. It seems like this guy has got his finger up the arse of the Mayo public because he knows what we want even before we want it ourselves. That sort of a tune now has just got me geared up, right ready to go from the get-go. And I'm starting to feel like the minute you step out of this camper van, Fat Larry, I'm going to manifest myself all the way to next Tuesday, just thinking about where we could be in a few months' time. You know, the inbred bus is coming all over County Mayo from Belmullet to Dahoma, all the way down as far as Ballycastle, you know, yeah. and possibly other parts of the county as well. But it just, that's the, the vibe that's in the air right now, that we are back. We are going to do, do, do it. We, we very much really showed that last weekend. And without, you know, talking about it too much, we, we should probably cast our mind towards the next weekend, which is coming up thick and fast now, where we're going to be playing County Lou in the, the second round of the super sweet sugary 16s, which have been very, very palatable for Mayo thus far. And I hope that it continues. I hope that we have a, a sweet taste in our mouths after the Loud game as well. I hope so, TJ, and I feel like we will. You know, Loud, they're a team who, by all accounts, you know, are, they're up and coming. They're they're on the way. They're But they're a Division 2 county, uh, TJ, and I think, you know, ourselves here in County Mayo, we, we, we piss on Division 2 counties quite often. Um, you know, last week we were a little bit, you know, probably a bit pessimistic. We were being quite respectful to our opponents, but definitely I feel like when Louth roll into McHale Park on Sunday week, they're going to be in for a whole world of pain. Um, you know, Kevin McStay's men look like they're absolutely chomping at their bits now um, and really, really enjoying their stuff and enjoying each other's stuff as well, which is really, really important. So the vibe in the county looks good. Um, you know, just to get back to the Owl King there, King from Ballyhonas, you know, it's, it's no surprise, you know, to hear a tune like that, TJ, when we see, you know, the... You know, the young, um, you know, Jackie Jackie Euro Cash uh, playing so well, a, a man from Ballyhonas. And that overall kind of East Mayo influence is having on this Mayo team. You know, we, we said it a few years ago, I think it was back in 2018, TJ, we really, really criticised and, and I got in a huge amount of trouble here on this podcast. There was guards at my door and, and all kinds of things happened when I called out every single person and animal in East Mayo and told them they were a disgrace. Five years on now, TJ, we've got, you know, Jack Coyne is in the team. We've Mm -hmm. got 
Um, Father Brian McBride at full back who made his uh, championship debut last weekend um, you know we got a whole host of players from East Mayo you know obviously we're very disappointed to see our good pal Fergal Boland not in the team but other guys are definitely standing up and the Owl King is is you know he, he could definitely uh, do a job akin to what Mayo Mick did a few years ago he'd be a great man to throw his sizable weight in behind this Mayo team should things get a little bit rowdy maybe towards the semi-final final stage and we should now at this venture draw the comparison to the the West Ham fan Nolsey or Nolsey I do believe mm. he's known as who got himself into a little bit of argy-bargy at a European Championship soccer match recently where himself and, and his mate took on what looked like a hundred young fellas from, from the Netherlands in a fist fight and you know he, he was a martyr willing to stand up for his team as was Mayo Mick as is the full McDonough these are the guys we need to be putting up on a pedestal let the players do their own stuff on the field don't be worrying about them I wouldn't like to see big articles written about Aidan O'Shea or Killian O'Connor this week I would like to see the attention turned to Mayo Mick the foal Jimmy Slime some of these huge characters that exist within the Mayo circumsphere of GAA that takes place in this wonderful county, those are the guys we need to be looking towards and taking inspiration from at this particular venture. Yes, absolutely. And I think having that subplot going on in the background, it just it, it shines the light away from the Mayo players because I feel like the real stars of Mayo GAA are in fact the guys who are, you know, not on the field and the big personalities that you might find on the terraces. You might even put myself and this man sitting beside me in that bracket also but when you put all that together TJ and you make that nice concoction you know you've got a team playing well on the field and then you've got a really unwell deranged set of supporters on the sideline you know that is a potent potent mix and I think Kevin McStay should definitely be looking to tap into that I feel you know maybe bringing in you know maybe Mayo Mick to do um, you know a bit of sports psychology work or even getting the full McDonough to come in maybe as sort of a, a defensive consultant maybe just to I suppose to kind of you know maybe block up the the D there the area in front of the Mayo goal. I'm sure he'll have some some uh, so, some different nuggets of information that he might be able to help with there. But it's definitely it's very positive. There's a great brains trust there in Mayo GA. Now I'd say myself and yourself TJ probably aren't going to be getting the call anytime soon. But we're definitely happy to play our role. And as we could see last weekend, you know the influence that myself and yourself TJ are, are wielding on this Mayo team at present is 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 quite it's, it's quite startling really. We are thoroughbred inbreds and there's no two ways about that fact. And we pinned our colours to the mast a very long time ago when we came out with some of the sediments we've come out right the way down through the years, Fat Larry. It's year seven mm. now and no need for me to allude to that fact. We're, we're sick of the teeth of talking some of the shite we've been talking on this podcast at this stage. But we will keep reiterating the key points and keep hammering them home. And I love the fact that Kevin McSatay has taken so much of this on board. You can see the way that he only starts young guys who are gorgeous and or fabulous. Yeah. He'll often use those buzzwords in interviews. He'll use them in the national press. He is, to me, as just an inspirational guy in the way that he's taken all of this kind of stuff on board. He probably listened to six or seven seasons at once, has taken that all on board and imparted that onto the team. Now, what that has done to us in return has been phenomenal. I told you about how often I was having to change the bedsheets and I told all the listeners and I told you on the last podcast that it had been a drought you could say the bedsheets were un Kevin McStained for over four or five weeks now 
that all changed last Saturday night. And as somebody said, you could have done with a pair of armbands when you woke up from the swimming that you had to do just to get out of it. And that's Kevin McShea is all over that. His grubby little fingerprints are all over my bed sheets this season. And I would like to not thank anyone, but I suppose appeal is the proper word. Appeal to those who are selling Mayo bed spreads mm. to maybe donate a pair to us. We could maybe give away a set to one of our lovely, lovely listeners out there. But basically, it's a crisis. We're, we're hitting crisis point at this moment in the sense that I can't keep putting on four washes a week, Fat Larry. And I certainly won't be able to do that until the month of July yeah there's rainforests that are seriously under threat here um, that, that's look that's that, that's the magnitude of a what a, a big Mayo run through the summer will do it will have a seismic effect not just on Mayo but on, on the planet in general um, but you know I, I you know a, a massive um, person TJ who, who made a welcome return to the, the foot of my bed on, on Saturday night a man who I hadn't seen in a number of weeks was indeed Kevin McStay oh. um, he hasn't he hasn't a, a appeared in my bedroom in, in in quite a number of weeks but he was there on, on Saturday night about kind of half three four o'clock in the morning I wake up woke up and I had a great conversation with him and um, we were we were talking away and we were we were kind of plotting and planning and, and and looking forward and you know as you said there TJ I think the terminology that Kevin McStay uses in his interviews and the way he's communicating with his Mayo players like it's it's no surprise TJ that us here as an organisation, we know we, we've impacted these young Mayo players in such a big way over the last number of years. You can see the way they're, you know, interacting with us and, you know, deleting old comments that they might have sent in to us before they joined the Mayo senior team. And, you know, you can just see that while they want to kind of forget about it in some ways, you know, they're definitely tapping into that kind of inbred energy that's, you know, really fueling this great run um, through the championship and you know continuing on from the national league as well you know it's 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 no surprise you know the way Kevin McStay you're not sure at times whether he's a, their football manager or or if he has a crush on these guys but whatever he's doing and I don't know where he's putting his his you know his his hands but his influence is definitely it's huge on these young Mayo players they just seem to be really full of jizz and and full of confidence I think more importantly a hundred percent fat Larry and when we came in and started this podcast people barely even knew what a podcast was back in those days but we we really sort of you know we we, we generally uh, revolutionize things in the county of Mayo but we weren't everybody's cup of gravy in those days the likes of some of the more experienced panelists who are no longer with us on the panel. They've been dropped, obviously, or retired. They wouldn't have been huge fans of the podcast. No way. No, no. way. But the young lads who were coming through at that time, they were only 12, 13, 14, probably just getting internet access for the first time, just getting a smartphone for the first time. And the way that they have grown up listening to the deluded analogies and bizarre rantings of myself and your good self, it is really, I suppose, for want of a better word, groomed them into the footballers that they are today absolutely and I think you know in, in a world now where you know you know parents would be worried about what their young fellas might be seeing on the internet and stuff like that you know weren't those young lads lucky to be growing up in in, in an age where you know myself and TJ and, and, and a whole host of other inbreds were were kind of there shining the light and, and guiding these young half-bakes on on a journey which may well now culminate in them winning in All-Ireland. And I think, you know, in time we will only learn of the, the great influence that this 
that this podcast has had on these guys. You know, I feel like it's taken them on a a, a lifelong journey of, of self-discovery and, you know, sort of inbred meditation style um, discovery. You know, they've, they've probably learned so much about themselves and, and seen so much of us in themselves while listening to us down through the years. And it's this level of complete nonsense, I think, that, that we, we talk here week in, week out. You know, it kind of, it distills it back, you know, a little bit because when you listen to all these you know, as you said there, TJ, last week, I think, you know, there's there's literally thousands of podcasts out there actually talking about Mayo football and talking about the actual games. But we never do that here. And I think that's really important, you know, that we we give these young half-bakes and, you know, whether they're players or supporters, a chance just to kind of escape from all that, you know, tactical bullshit and you know analysis and previews and reviews you know we we'll we'll preview this this carry game in great detail today because we've seen the game and we can you know i don't i don't think there's any space for looking ahead and that's why i won't be discussing the loud game today i don't intend on giving any sort of prediction or opinion on it whatsoever i'll do that when the game is over because that's when it's a you know it's a lot easier to do it then well said fat larry I do love the idea, though, of some of our younger stars, you know, new, new newcomers to the panel, sitting down with their little mindfulness journal, listening to this podcast, taking in every word that we say, writing down a few little notes, jotting down a few key points that they need to bring to their own performance. You know who I'm talking about. Of course. Gary the Hugh McHugh, Jackie Cash, the aforementioned Jackie Cash, Quasimodo Carney, even even Gordon Yabadabadoo, Flintstone, Finn McDonough. These sort of guys, you know, they're, they're just... I suppose our admiration for them is arguably as high as their argu- uh, admiration is for us. Yeah. But, you know, we do deal with less of tactical nuance and more tactical Matthew Ruans on this podcast. And what a wonderful performance Matthew Ruan had at the weekend. I thought he really shot himself back into the limelight again and said, you don't need to keep telling me to fuck off, lads. I'm, I'm very well capable yeah. of doing that inside my own mind and bringing the best out of my performance. But it's all, for me, centralled around one guy at the moment, Fat Larry, Mayo's Footballer of the Week, all of Arnold's Footballer of the Week, if you read into the polls that were voted on by you, the Mayo diaspora. And that is the A13 Audio Shea. I had another audacious performance mm. in the full forward line last weekend. And I think... Kevin McStay's car management of this man or his man management of this car has been second to none. McStay in those kind of thick rimmed glasses he has on reminds me of, do you remember Professor Oak from the Pokemon series? Yes, of course. Yeah, he's sitting down in the, in the, in the friend, office. actually of Patsy Broderick's, I think. And Big Audi walks in and he says, Audi, you're the Ash Ketchum in this scenario and you're going to pick your comrade now. You're going to pick your Pokemon. We've got the three options here. We've got a, a bit of Charmander, who's obviously Killing O'Connor for his fiery yep. nature. We've got a little bit of James Carr, who would be the Bulbasaur for his connection to the earth and his familiarity with the land and agriculture and stuff of that nature. And of course, we've got young Tommy Conroy, who would be the Squirtle. And I think that that comparison needs absolutely no discussion no whatsoever. No needed whatsoever, no. Big audio on the day went for Bulbasaur. And it's fair to say that some of the Kerry defenders, their bums would be sore after the absolute pasting they got from James Carr 
and Audrey O'Shea oh, inside. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just to go back to Matthew Ron there for a minute, just to give that man his, to give that man the credit he deserves. Like we think back, TJ, we've all heard the story. It's a well-known story about Matthew Ron. He came into the Mayo panel for two or three years without seeing any game time whatsoever. And, you know, he would listen, he would hear of some of his Mayo teammates listening to the Mayo or Back podcast, but he, he refrained and he wouldn't do it. He said it would, you know, affect his performance and it would take his, his focus away away from his training and, and, and you know learning as a, a Mayo senior player but then you hear that well-known story when he went in to a training session and, and listened to Mayo or back in the changing room and he actually ended up not going to the training session and was seen walking out with like a long floral skirt and a pair of Birkenstocks and a little kind of a Hawaiian flower sort of a, a daisy chain around his head and he ended up getting in the back of an old Volkswagen van and headed off for two years of of, of all kinds of tomfoolery and hijinks but then he came back a much better player and just because he was able to you know embrace you know that this football thing it's all a load of shite really you know mm. it's you're as well just to go out and, and and, and have a bit of a go and you know if you win you win and if you don't you don't but you can see that this Mayo team are they're playing like a, a bunch of lads who don't give a fuck and that's really you know it's good to see they don't seem to be under pressure at all and that's the same TJ to move on uh, to the next point you made there about Audio O'Shea you know this is a guy who, who who doesn't seem to be crippled by the fact that he has lost six All-Ireland finals in his career and has never managed to score in an All-Ireland final and, and some people out there might say that his career has you know amounted to absolutely nothing so far uh, some might say but I very much don't agree with that I think that the best is yet to come for this guy in the words of Paddy Joe you know this guy is you know he's only he's only starting out TJ I feel I think we could be looking at Big Audio Shea playing on in the Mayo team for 9, 10, 11 more years you know these Audi cars are well known for their longevity and you know and they're minded and they're serviced regularly and, and the right men are put you know put the heads in the bonnet um, and up the exhaust that when they are fiddled around with the right way, they can last a very, very long time. And I personally, I think that is what we're going to see from Audi. So I think, you know, the, the he's only starting out on this journey. You know, we saw him the last day, kick and freeze. Like, we haven't seen him kick and freeze back since he was a minor back in the late 90s. You know, it's absolutely phenomenal stuff. You know, he's a guy who who very much epitomises that Kevin McStay ethos of going out and ramming your head up your own arse and, you know, seeing what manifests itself from that. But definitely, TJ, like, the the amount of sediment that was was on the, the carpet in front of my TV the last day after 70 minutes of, you know, watching Aidan O'Shea swinging balls left and right over the bar, you know, you know, assisting in, you know, offence and defence. And, you know, I, I think it's just absolutely brilliant to see. He's, he's just really reborn. And, and for me, it's definitely a, a right coming of age. Yes, the six-week break seemed to lend itself very well to Mayo last weekend. They had time to regroup, readdress, reassert themselves, and indeed reinsert their heads into their own rectums. And that's what we saw as a fan base collectively last weekend. And it was a wonderful, wonderful sight. A Mayo team that doesn't give a fuck, 
that has their heads up their own ass mm. results in a Mayo fan base that are very very pleased absolutely all the way through the game we were delighted watching that game at the weekend we were sitting here Fat Larry and our tails were held high between our legs such was the wonderful nature of the performance that yeah. we were witnessing Oh yeah, we were able to saddle the big red dog to some extent young Sam O'Callaghan from Ardenary he had just a tremendous performance on Kerry's Sean O'Shea no relation to our own O'Shea's I hope but we should praise Audie again I know that we might get a bit of flack for this in some quarters but that absolute levelling he delivered just after throwing it was a bit of a reducer I think Roy Keane would have been proud of that tackle no attempt made to play the ball whatsoever just man on his mind and I think it was Paddy Clifford who succumbed to that almighty blow and he was barely able to blow himself for the rest of the game such was the the smashing that our our Edo gave him oh yes and I think when you you look back TJ to that Roscommon game a few weeks ago it was like it was almost like akin to going to Good Friday Mass it was very very dull very you know boring you know not a lot of excitement but definitely I think the the Mayo players must have really been uh, sitting down together and watching the Eurovision the week before and it was a real uh, that that kind of real party atmosphere you could really feel it through the television screen obviously I wasn't there myself but talking to some of the half-bakes that were there on the day they talked about you know Mayo supporters donned out in sombreros they were half dressed fully dressed completely undressed in some quarters as well by the end of it and that's that kind of you know that sort of unwell kind of you know unpredictability I think you'd call it TJ you know I was driving through Westport last Saturday morning bright and early and I saw a beautiful sight I saw three young nicely built gentlemen walking down the main street towards a bus and under each of their arms they carried a collective 18 cans of Bulmers and not a bag of ice to be seen and you could just tell right from the very get-go that these guys were up for it that they were they had their heads in the game they were doing their part, playing their part well. And hopefully now, TJ, when Loud come to, to, to McHale Park on Sunday week, we will see the, the bars around the stadium filled nice and early. We'll see the Bulmers flowing. We'll see the, the, the jeans flowing wide, the shoes nice and brown. Um, and hopefully for, you know, at, at that stage as well, we might even see with this great weather, we've been having a few lovely farmers' tans as well. And again, the more sombreros, TJ, I think we can get out on the terraces, the better. Because... You know, as you said so well last week, you know, when, when Mayo had sombrero-wearing managers, um, we performed really, really well. Hopefully, we'll get to that stage and see Liam McHale wearing one with a pair of tight shorts in the not-too-distant future. It will be a really, really special equation for all involved, and we're very much excited for it. We might even go... Oh, actually, no. No, I, I have something on. I have it. Yeah. But we will pontificate to all the fans about how they should be there and they better not have any excuses. They need to be lining the terraces good and early and supporting their Mayo charges. And I think there's no thing to say that we won't. There's no evidence to suggest that we won't beat Louth. I know they've been on a good run of form under their new mangership ticket fronted by Mickey Fart, the former Tyrone manger. And he's given them a little bit of belief. But oh, us as a Mayo team now, as you said, Fat Larry, we need to we need to piss on these Division 2 teams when we come at them. That's Louth coming next week and Cork coming at some stage after that. And the fact that we've won this game now, we should give a little bit of context for the listeners. It has us sitting prettily on top of the group. And if we continue to top this group with two more wins, we will find ourselves in the last eight, an all-Ireland quarter-filing, 
to be played in Dublin's home venue, the neutral Crow Park. And that's where we want to be, you know, end of June, start of July. We don't want to be stuck down in Mayo. We're there all year. We want to be up spending our pound in Dublin and we want to have a good farmer's tan on us at that stage. It's all ahead of us, folks. It's so, so, so exciting. Now, there's probably enough shit talk done on this podcast for today however we will delve into the onion bag for a few little messages from you the loyal listenership uh, may or back loyalists dotted around the globe have been getting in touch I don't know if you're in touch in your thousands or your hundreds or what but I'm just going to get the questions up here so to speak Fat Larry would you uh, be so kind as to just shite on there for a minute or two about I suppose any, any topic you want of course it's been it's been many weeks since I got to do one of my my long winding monologues but I suppose you know the, the, the fact that we're not the most professional of organisations here you know we could have had this all prepared in advance but that would kind of eliminate that little sense of fun and that little bit of unpredictability that we would like to see Mayo supporters and indeed the Mayo team engage in as well on the field you know we were you know we've always pontificated here for a long time as I look to TJ here as he tries to get his messages up on his on his teleprompter you know we hate to see Mayo go out play with with kind of you know this kind of fixed tactics and you know a set plan in mind you know you want them to go in you want to see your cornerbacks and your wing backs attacking up the field and you want to see your full forward back man in the goal when your goalkeeper is out having a conversation with one of his family members on the sideline that's the kind of stuff that you're hoping to see you know I was really impressed the last day I suppose with the you know the fluidity of the Mayo performance I thought it was absolutely wonderful at at times I wasn't sure whether I was watching the Mayo ladies or the Mayo men and I think it was great to see some absolutely fabulous hairstyles and of course some very questionable tans as well you know this early in the year wouldn't be naming any names there but you know it's all very exciting and that's definitely you know it, it just fills you with that great sense of optimism I think TJ when you see you know Liam McHale's legs out on the sideline and you see championship haircuts and and Mayo revealing their stuff I think it's just great to be quite frank Fat Larry I wasn't listening to a word you said but I would like to echo every Absolutely. single one of those sediments now we'll Thank get you. right down to it the first question for you Fat Larry is fuck the dubs yeah again not a question just a statement and I suppose there's no disagreeing with that from our end hopefully we'll there's get a no chance right, to there's, there's no right or wrong answer to that question no Question number two, up Mayo. Yes. Yeah, I, I think actually it was remissive of us to get this far into the podcast without saying up Mayo. So yeah. that's a very big up Mayo to all the fans at home. Furthermore, a question from Ethan. Ethan is wondering, how do? Yeah, not too bad. We probably the, dealt with that. These could really be last week's questions also. Mm. Now, we, we, we need to pay homage to this question because there's a player at the, at the heart of this that we need to give due respect to at this stage. And might I add before you mention it, we, we did mention him last week. I did refer to him as a stud and I do have numerous posters of this guy uh, topless in my bedroom. You thought he could be a difference maker and he was. So what do you think of Jason Dorothy's new set of knees? Oh, fabulous. He's looking, you know, he looks evergreen. You know, this guy is has been around the block once or twice. He's been around my block many times before and I, I'm, I, and I to him as well. But it was great to see him back. You know, you have all these young guys playing. It's always nice to see one of the old brigade come back. They just... They kind of take you back, TJ. They kind of remind me and you of when we were young fellas supporting this Mayo team. And now we're kind of old and fat. But these guys are still out there, lean as ever. And it just gives you that sense of, you know, that, you know, life isn't passing you by too quickly. Shot out of a cannon, would you rather fight one 
James car sized duck or 50 duck sized James cars? Either would be absolutely fine with me. That guy is, you know, I can't get enough of him. I would probably take the 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 the, the 50 duck sized James cars just because I, 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 I think he's fabulous. One man is wondering how do we get Ushin Mullins's deported? Well, times aren't that bad, Fat Larry. I don't think we need to bring him back. I'd say it's like uh, no, he, uh, he left us. Yeah, it's gone. like yeah, yeah. There's you could say that to many many exes now. You could say you're happy. You made your your. I hope you enjoy no. where you are now. I've I've unfollowed him. I I, oh. I don't know what he's doing. With oh himself my anymore, god! So. You had to good, block him. Good riddance. You had to block him. You couldn't be watching that fella down there sunning himself. Bam. We're doing just fine. Will we see Conor Loftus make his wildly anticipated debut in Castlebar next time out? That comes in from The Flash. Thank you for that one, Flash. That would be absolutely great. You know, I suppose he's probably served his apprenticeship at this stage. You know, he's had one or two years now uh, kind of being an understudy. And I'm sure his time to be a starter now is coming very soon. Very exciting prospect, though, this guy. I think people have become brain surgeons with quicker apprenticeships than this fella. But actually, <laughs> on the topic of praising the youth, we should commend uh, Stephen Cohn, who came on the last day and made his 100th debut for Mayo down in Kerry. 100 debut in league or championship. Um, yeah. Will Gabriel Irwin make a reappearance for the green above the red? Well, I think we've got a we, we've got a a, a, rela- a close relation of his there, and and no doubt he might step in goal for us at some stage in the future. You know, you, you'd really miss the the Ballina bagminder uh, Davy Clark, albeit now I'm sure they're all delighted to see a, a Knockmore man manning the sticks down there as well. I'm sure that's. Uh, that's that's annoying a few of them down around Ballina, but what a fabulous guy he is! I think you know Gabriel was a great goalie in his time, a great goalie, um, and I I definitely let him mind my bag any day of the week. We have been so successful with North Mayo custodians down through the years, as far as I can remember, going way 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 back to David Clark and even before that. But what this guy Cullum Reap has that some of those goalies maybe in the past didn't is he just has an unbelievable way with people I suppose his working background in archers on the Newport Road Mm. would lend to that greatly and to see a goalie who's as comfortable kicking a 45 as he is serving garden pots to an 85 year old woman it just makes me feel like he's one of the good guys and we're delighted to have him and may his days between the sticks go as well as his days stuck in the Isles down yeah, in Archers absolutely and I suppose it's it's no surprise that a, a hero of his growing up uh, was also a man who you know I'm sure if he didn't exist this podcast wouldn't have uh, been set up at all it was only for the the kind words and support of Finton Kickfather Ruddy that we decided to set up this podcast all those many moons ago and it's great to see a, a North Mayo inbred custodian between the sticks back absolutely wellying the le- the leather out into the middle of the field none of this you know picking a man out on the run just boot it out nice and high and 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 let the fine big boys as Kevin McStay call them let them let them have their hijinks and their fun out there and, and let them wrestle all over each other for that ball and the more of that the better in my opinion now just two more questions Fat Larry because I understand you're a very busy man oh, under severe time constraints who's managing his time and blocking his timetable so effectively to join us here today thank you Fat Larry for you're that you're very welcome should McHale Park be named McHugh Park after young Hugh McHugh's fine fabulous frenetic 
fisting performance last weekend. Well, he looks to me, TJ, like a real inbred sort of a cornerback. You know, we're very used in Mayo to seeing our cornerbacks be also our main attackers. This guy doesn't look like he can do an awful lot of that. But what I will say is when he got his opportunity, when he got up into the opposition's uh, six yard area, he got the ball in his left hand and he absolutely rammed it with his fist and rammed it high up over the bar. That is a guy who must be listening to this podcast every day and we're very proud of him for that. And if the new rules that are set to come in in 2095 do come in that there's going to be double scores awarded for any score that comes from the fist, you could think only how much more of a hammering that would have been last weekend. The last question on the teleprompter, Fat Larry, I think you're going to enjoy answering this one. Are we back? Absolutely. And on so many different levels, TJ. Like when you think about it, Mayo didn't play for six weeks. They came out and played last week. Mayo were back. They were back playing in the championship. We lost to Roscommon. So we had, you know, we were on a losing run, but our winning run is back. So they're Mayo were back. Mayo were playing with that kind of, you know, swashbuckling style that we haven't seen in, you know, probably since 2017. That Mayo of old are back. And I think, TJ, we're always very grateful here that on that faithful day, all those many, many moons ago when me or you uh, looked up the definition of what a podcast was and then decided we might do one, that we picked the name so, so well. It's such an accurate name. You know, Mayo are constantly back. They are back again in action in two weeks' time against Louth. And no doubt we will be back in McHale Park ourselves and then we will be back in an All-Ireland quarterfinals very soon. So to answer your words, yes, Mayo are back. You heard it there, folks. After an absolutely swashbuckling performance last weekend, we've had an absolutely swashbuckling performance here on the podcast this evening. Now, I hope you'll join us on our next podcast, which will be coming out in the future. We're going to have a special guest on, Professor Annabelle Cassidy from DCU. She's a professor of genetics and biology. She's going to come on and have a fiery debate with Fat Larry over whether being an inbred is a net good or a net bad thing and it's something that Fat Larry I know you've been dying to get stuck into her for a number of weeks oh, yes. on this particular Absolutely. hotbed topic amongst well, Mayo fans well everyone knows what side of the, that that particular fence that I stand on in my opinion the more the closely related you are to everybody that you know the better I think that's very very important and it's great to see now that we have a few of those on the Mayo team as well now I always I always think how lucky I am to not only listen to you Fat Larry but also be able to be here in person with you and experience it I know that the listeners won't have that experience at home all the time so I will just leave you with this little bit of visual and mental imagery for all the fans Fat Larry as he talks there about Mayo he's got a fire in behind his eyes and he definitely has something poking in in between his legs there out of his shorts at the moment and it's just bodes so so well for the upcoming season I think you know Mayo are back we're back the Mayo football team are back the half-baked fans are certainly back and hopefully they're happy with the product you know how to get in touch with us folks we we do it all for you it's a it's a pleasure to serve the great country of Wayo I have nothing else to add at this particular venture apart from uh, a little quick up mayo before we go. Up mayo. Merton hit me in an unmeasurable one. Did you deserve it? No, no, no. No. Why? I got up. You hit him back. No, I didn't hit him back at all. I hit him back with one four. One four? One goal and four points. Come back for fucking Why? I hit him back with one four. 
I'll hit him back with one four. I'll hit him back with one four. You understand that, don't you? One goal and four punts. One goal and four punts. You understand that, don't you? I'll hit him back with one four. That's one of the reasons that left left over.